I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Mad Love. This is a very special episode. The original cover had the tagline, Psychotic Mass Murdering Clowns and the Women Who Love Them. Mad Love won an Eisner in 1994 for Best Single Story. It started as this comic that we're going to talk about, but was eventually translated to an episode of the new Batman Adventures in 1999. It's one of the only episodes where we get a little bit of blood on the show. And it was the last episode of the Batman animated series. The next time we see the Joker in the animated universe is in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. That was a movie that came out like early 2000s. So takes takes a break for a while. And then Batman Beyond, of course, is far future stuff. So, yeah, 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 there's a whole there's a whole gang of Jokers there. There's a man. Remember, remember in American cartoons when like. Uh, a little bit of blood was like <gasps> it was, it yeah. was like yeah oh wow they're, they're, they're serious now this is oh, this is oh no. serious consequences for actions oh no yeah we can't show that yeah oh, heavens heavens no you can buy mad love right now it's been in print forever amazon has it there's a regular edition there's a deluxe edition i actually have um as as well as having the original like 95 edition i have a uh batman mad love featuring harley quinn adult coloring book this thing (laughs) is entirely in black and white so it's like all the colors stripped out of it and it's it's a heavier card stock because it's meant to be like colored in and it's like a, a, a matte texture it's very nice jason it's a little bigger than a comic book so you get like those blown up bruce tim pages and the story has this book has mad love it also has the roxy rocket story from the annual with her and catwoman that we covered Uh. and it has the clayface uh holiday story from the holiday issue in it too where where he scores off against batgirl yeah all, all in black and white. All in black and white. Uh, it's worth worth a buy if you're into that kind of stuff, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would kind of want to buy it for the black and white Bruce Tim art, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, like, not, not, that I'm, not that I'm never a fan of color, like, especially when something was, like, originally, like, you know, intended to be color, but, like, yeah, uh, just, it's like, it's like hearing the demos. You know, because right. like, because some, exactly. sometimes a demo is like really, really good, y- yeah. y- you know, like, oh, wow, this is actually they, they didn't need to do a lot to this. You and know? it's 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 nice to, I don't know, get a piece of the process, see how it came together. I I got this book with full intentions of scanning some pages and coloring it on stream. But then I looked at Mad Love with fresh eyes. And I was like, I, I ain't going to do better than this. This is already real good. I'm like, it's fine. We could just, I'll just leave this in the past. This is totally fine. I mean, you could, you could just like color some of it on stream, but with like the, uh, the conceit that like, you're just really, really not going to try. Like you're just going to like, <laughs> guys, I'm going to phone this one in yeah, just to let look, you know. I'm going to phone this I'm going to go out of my way. Scan some pages, set them up in Photoshop, start up the stream, 
greet everyone and be like, just so you know, we're just doing this to gas up the original coloring and prove that it was really great because we are going to screw this up. <laughs> yep. If it's, it's all we're doing. We're not really deviating from the notes, you know? It's like, this is, this is the way it was written. This is the way we are playing it. I think that even though we're doing a special episode and we're just talking about Mad Love, the 64-page comic, we're not doing a two-read pile. I do think that Mad Love is a two-read must-read. I think that... Oh, yeah. This episode in particular is going into our regular slot and I'm also going to make a Mad Love version for the two read pile. So it'll be everywhere because honestly, everyone should read this book. Even if you're not, yeah. even if you're, if you're like, if you're like into some shoegazy indie bullshit, like if you, if you are just like, you're just reading, you're like, oh yeah, they brought new school to the pod. Like, by yeah. Shaw, like if, even if you're if that's floating your boat, like when are they gonna talk about Kramer's Ergo and, and their opinion <laughs> on Kramer's Ergo? And does Jason have a Kramer's Ergo T-shirt limited edition? Yes, he does. Oh, I was gonna say, does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It has it has it has a pocket on the front and this big old rat yeah. on the back of it? Like it's freaking great. Even yeah. even if. You are neck deep in understanding comics, comics journal fucking nonsense. Pick up Mad Love because it is just good comics. It's just good comics. Yeah, because even I think even those angry nerds at the comics journal like Mad Love, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mad Love is written by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim on art and helping Rick Taylor with colors. Tim Harkins on letters, edited by Scott Peterson with associate editor Darren Vincenzo. There's a special thanks to Glenn Murakami for art assistance. Glenn uh, popped up, I believe, in the annual as well. I didn't realize this at the time. Glenn Murakami is responsible for the Batman animated series redesigns. He was like a large part in redesigning each character when they went from like the old style to the new style. Yeah, I thought you brought this up before because the name looked familiar. So I thought um, he was like associated with them. He is associated with them. I don't know if I explicitly made that connection or not, but I mm. wanted to make it here because he gets a oh, special yeah. thanks. And, you know, he's gelling with Bruce Tim really well. They have a history. I, you know, people talk about Bruce Tim and they're like, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. And uh, I don't know. I think Glenn deserves uh just as much spotlight to be completely honest that's always the bitch of uh of television and i think like anyone who's like not a complete asshole and like works in television whether like animated or not like they always talk about how like yeah like i was like the head writer on like whatever but they're like i i think that was glenn's idea or like this person came up with this famous joke and not like you know they're like i get the credit because my name you know and the way crediting episodes go and the you know because like so so much of it is like way more collaborative than uh i think a lot of than a lot of people really expect it's like yeah no you're really just sitting in a room with a bunch of other people and there's just ideas flying out and then like a week later no one's really sure who who came up with the original idea of why uh harley quinn should look this way you know, right, it's like, right. oh, make make the make the red and black like this. Be like, oh, that sure is a good idea, Frank. And then a week later, it's like, did Frank come up with that? Was it Jill? I don't fucking <laughs> yeah. know. Whatever. We were all <laughs> just throwing around ideas. I don't know. 
yeah, this guy's name is on the masthead, so he's going to get the credit anyway, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's just one of those, like, one of those um, things. Yeah, yeah. I did watch the animated series episode, and I, I recently read the comic in preparation for this. A few things jumped out to me as far as differences go. Uh, I'm going to list them. This isn't going to be, I didn't comb over it though. I didn't pile through this thing like a scholar you know but there man, were a few man, things that jumped for for the uh <laughs> for the youtube for the youtube on the comb over it you should cut in uh that uh just a still of that scene in space balls where they're combing through the desert <laughs> jason i would but here's the thing about putting things on youtube they they police the copyright pretty fiercely yeah in fact in fact We've been using a Batman Adventures stinger on the pod. I don't know if you know that you don't listen to the pod. You're you famously do not listen to the podcast that you're on. I, I um, have I have a problem with listening to my own voice. OK, despite, despite <laughs> so, how much I talk. <laughs> so. I use a little Batman stinger that da 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 that that like, yeah, sound and. I think that when we switch over to all YouTube, we're still going to be doing podcasts, still going to be on the podcast apps, but like we switch over to all YouTube. I don't think I can do that anymore because I think Warner Brothers will like come after me. They'll send the Pinkertons like freaking Wizards of the Coast did. Yeah. God damn it. Let's get into Mad Love. Cause yeah, uh, I just, yeah. Cause Nick, Nick just had to, uh, he, you guys didn't realize this, but like there was about an hour of me just like screaming about the Pinkertons that he had to cut from the show, <laughs> but I just want it, like, you know, I just want to know that it existed. Jason, that's that hour of you just yelling about the Pinkertons. Let's, let's face it. Also, most of the audio is not good. It's, it's like you're, you're redlining the thing the entire time. It, yeah. Borderline yeah. unintelligible. Uh, However, a lot of, a lot of plosives. Yeah. Uh, however, join the Patreon, get access to it. Hear Jason's yeah. opinion, <laughs> Illeg <laughs> illegible opinion on the Pinkertons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get dedicated fans. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's really get into mad love now. So we're going to go uh, uh, kind of scene by scene and uh, talk about each scene as they come. So we open with Commissioner Gordon going to the dentist. He isn't thrilled about it and is less so after finding when he sits in the chair that the Joker is the dentist. Harley straps him to the chair. Joker is assessing the situation. Tisk tisk. This doesn't look good at all. Diagnosis, Dr. J. Everything's has to go. Joker barrels down on Gordon with a with a giant drill. Batman busts through the window. Joker remarks that he's a little early for his appointment. Batman tosses chattering teeth to the ground, saying it was an easy hint. Sloppy. Predictable. The Joker's losing his edge. Harley interjects that the teeth was her idea and then blasts Batman with knockout gas. Calls it a real gasser, huh, Mr. J? Which makes Joker furious he makes the punchlines around here joker throws a grenade in the room and leaves in the comic on the way out we get on the way out of the room joker says keep flossing and watch those between meal snacks in the animated episode he says 
May the floss be with you. Uh, Batman's first grenade. Mark Hamill thing, huh? Yeah, that was 100% a Mark Hamill thing. Mark Hamill did the voice of the Joker. Famously also in some Star Wars movie, I think that's from. Anyway. Yeah, one of those Star Wars movies. Uh, Batman throws the grenade out the window. It explodes. Gordon really hates these checkups. Jason, this is how the thing opened. It is so good. And comparing this to the show, like the explosion felt punchier in the comic. Uh, Joker's expression of rage with Harley felt stronger than the show or stronger in the comic than it did in the show. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't know. It sounds like I'm like kind of like, digging on Mark Hamill's performance and I'm definitely not his iconic as the Joker. However, like the way that Bruce Tim draws expression, just like oh. you, you hear it and feel it in a way that the episode, the animated series just doesn't communicate. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't, um, I, I honestly completely forgot the, um, that the original dynamic of uh of Joker and Harley was much more um was much more Looney Tunes, you know, like with a capital L and a capital T Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, like it was much yeah. more, you know, like like when she like when she when 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 he grabs her by the um her Harley Quinn like ears, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like yeah. Pull, pulls her face close. I was like, oh okay, this is like this is like a why I wanna, you know, kind of Yeah, yeah. It's it's like sure it's a bit it's it is scarier but it's also supposed to be like yeah big cartoon mallet and like right, you know right. uh, hijinks hijinks you know? for sure yeah yeah and I kind of I kind of forgot I, I forgot about that uh, side of it because it's changed yeah. so much you know yeah I also in this first scene they set up so much like even if you didn't like. We were talking and you were like, even if you haven't read a Batman comic ever, like in this first scene, you get Joker has a sidekick, Harley Quinn. He doesn't like when, you know, Harley Quinn's in the spotlight. He wants to be in the spotlight. So you get like a little piece of Joker's like ego with everything. And you get Batman. He's like clearly like trying to stop this crime, stop this murder. and also he solved the puzzle, the chattering teeth, you know, like, so you get like a little bit of the dynamic that's happening here. And also Harley really wanting to participate in the dynamic. She wants to be like a full fledged partner with Joker rather than like a sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Rather. Yeah. Rather than just henching. She, she's, she's, she doesn't want to just hench. She, she's, yes. she's more than a henchman, you know, and, you know, and you're right too. like Bruce Tim, I'm sure we'll like mention it over and over again, but like just that, like I, I, I stood on that sequence of like the two panels of, um, of, of Joker diet, di- like diagnosing Gordon, you're like, mm, doesn't look good, you know, and just like yeah, just the, yeah. the expression on Harley Quinn's face of like, mm, like just from like, I was, I was even kind of studying the distance between, um, her her lips and her nose 
you know, yeah. to get that, like, just like perfect. And then I started thinking like, it was really funny to me, but I'm just like, I kind of wonder how much, how, how much uh, Bruce Tim fucked with that. Like when he was drawing it, you know, like when he, when he really gets down it's... to like draw these, like, you know, of like, just kind of like, just like want to make sure it's just mm, there. I think you, that, you know? I think that Bruce Tim has put so many hours at the desk that it's like, this is something he, he messed around with 20 years ago and is now like, so in his element that it just like flows out of oh, yeah. at least yeah, at like, least that's how it it feels to me as a reader yeah yeah but yeah that like that that and the uh, the explosion the explosion panel was amazing yeah like i could i could just i could stare at that for forever that that was in the animated so series beautiful. it's just like they they throw it out the window and we never leave the office and it just kind of explodes out the window and the office doesn't really change. And I understand that there's like, there's an animation budget and like, you can't get like the detail and variance that like they're putting into the comic, into the animated series. But that explosion, you feel it in the, in the comic book and you don't so much in the, like, not only do you feel it in the comic book, but when Gordon at the end is like, you know, I really hate these checkups. It's like, you feel that punchline so much more in the in the comic than you do the show this is why when i was like a kid and i was like well i've seen the episode so i don't know if i want to buy this comic because it's going to be just everything i know already i was so wrong because the comic is so much stronger because of the medium the medium of comics yeah 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 i was gonna i was gonna say like yeah that's that's a um that's a one-up thing that that's a leg up that uh comic books have over um animation or like just film in gen, you know yeah because yeah. thing things happen so quick and like a lot of times uh the impact of a thing uh, whatever the scene is supposed to be can be it's it's difficult to to like make it truly Im- Im- impactful to like really make you feel mm-hmm. like like the force of it because it does happen in like in, in a second but like when it's a static image but when it's a bunch of static images like you know yeah like like you know making you follow the bouncing ball along you can like it it's easier to make someone's eye like bruce tim knew that the eye was going to linger on that for like a while and and it's like a three-quarter splash so it feels bigger too than the than the previous panels yeah well and the whole and the whole composition of it like not not to get to like you know art history on it or anything but like the whole composition is like it's it's leading your eye to like, you know, to basically to the center of the piece, you, yeah. you know? And, but so it keeps you on the, the, the two figures that he wants to keep you on, you know, it's your yeah. eye just tracks to that like immediately, but it wants to like stick there, you know, for like yeah. a bit longer, you know, and like the, 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 the white right at the off center, you know, just providing that like, Hey, wait, what's that? Wait, Oh no, back. You know, and it, it, it tricks you into staying there longer than you really need to, to, to get right. Right. Like uh, all the, all the uh, basic information of it, you know? So yeah, it's just a freaking. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll gush more about it <laughs> further on. <laughs> we we, yeah, got, we got a bit more to go. We're 20 minutes into this podcast and uh, we're like only in the first season. We got a lot of pages, so we got to keep moving. 
Uh, from here, we get Batman in the Batcave giving us a Harlequin origin flashback. Gymnast scholarship to Gotham State, got a degree in psychology. It is heavily implied, maybe not even implied, maybe just stated that she slept with her professors to get the degree. This whole scene of Batman talking about like what he knows of Harley Quinn is absent from the episode. And I think it's a better storytelling decision to have it not be like Harley slept her way to the top. Like, I, I feel like it like undercuts her character a little bit. Yeah, I think they probably changed that right for like the regular like continuity where like, yes, she was a psychologist, but wasn't like. That. Right. In yeah. Like the regular I, continuity. Like she, she was a psychologist, worked at Arkham, got messed with by the Joker. And then that's how she got turned into, you know, Harley Quinn. But she was a like a legit doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I think in the regular continuity, when Harley Quinn eventually comes around in the regular Batman show, I think this stuff is dropped. Like I found it shocking when I read that stuff, because in my mind, she's like, a very like studied, competent psychologist. Yeah, yeah. To, to to give them a slight, slight break. I mean, again, I think it's just more of like a Looney Tunes sort of thing. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah. here's this crazy, here's this crazy and, character, and she's not really all that bright, and you know, like right, right. And she is also like, like Catwoman puts puts a little simmer of horny all the time, as we're gonna see as this as this unfolds, and I think that knowing like what Bruce Tim likes to draw and things like that. Like, I think that he just like leaned into like this, well, this is our creation and this is what we're going to do. You know, I, don't, <laughs> I, I guess if I have to, <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, no, Paul, Paul, Oh no, you want me to draw her in a, <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joker's hard at work. Batman got to his head. He is getting sloppy. He doesn't need, he he needs to make a plan that's a real corker, the ultimate humiliation of Batman. But Bart Harley doesn't want any of this to work. She just wants to sleep with the Joker. She's in lingerie. She wants Joker to, quote, rev up her Harley. She's <laughs> like, she, she tells him to just shoot Batman and move on. Joker's furious about this. He needs a bit. He has a plan to dunk Batman into a tank of piranhas called the Death of a Hundred Smiles but he can't use it because he can't get the piranhas to smile. Harley tries to flirt with him again before he literally takes her by the nose and kicks her out the door. She says, another night all dolled up and I get the boot. She decides Batman's the problem. It's always Batman. Always Batman spoiling the fun. So we were establishing in this scene that like Harley is there for the Joker. Like, she's not there because she's like, I want to lead a life of crime or I want to, like, fight the Batman. She's like, I love the Joker and I want to make this work. And then Joker's like, I need to fucking kill the Batman. Like, yeah. yes, yes, we'll have sex occasionally, but I, I really got to focus on this Batman thing. Yeah, yeah, this is this is this is the true obsession. I did. Yeah, when I, when I first turned to the page of. Uh, Harley in the lingerie dancing, singing, I feel pretty. I yeah. was like, I was like, ah, Bruce, Tim, God, you're so, I love you, man. Any anytime you get a chance to draw a babe, you're drawing a babe, you know, yeah. like just, yeah. you just, you just, you just gotta, but I did, it's very but fun. Before, 
before I forget, I did clock and like what looks like to me in the in the uh, scene, I she Harley looks so hilarious when she's like, yeah, you wanna you wanna rev up your Harley and like vroom vroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's that character miming a motorcycle. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh well, when but, when she uh, hits hits Joker in the face with the whoopee cushion, you know, I, I just yeah. I just I noticed that like I think that. Either it's because he's seen so many of them, or I don't know if he was intending this, but that looks like such a Buster Keaton look in that like last panel when Joker is <laughs> sighing. It just looks like such a Buster Keaton face from one of you know from. Uh... One one quick note: the uh, I'm sure this was a standards and practices or whatever for the animated show. In the comic, we get Harley and lingerie, and it's like this. Uh, dress thing that's like semi sheer see-through in the show yeah it's like a nighty in in the show all of that trans transparent material is gone and it's just it's just like it looks like a dress almost just like a short skirt dress thing so so they had to they had to pull some of the sexy out for kids at home unfortunately i wonder if they just like let Bruce Tim animate it, right? Anytime there was like mm-hmm. sexy scenes in, in, in uh, Batman the Animated Series, and they were like, "We're just, we're just not going to tell him. We're going to change it in post." And then, like every time he <laughs> sees it aired, he goes, "Oh, it got me again." Happy. Just keep him happy. Yeah, yeah. Just, just so, let him do his thing. But we're not going to release it. From this point, we kind of get like where the issue is going to go. We have the dynamic with all these characters. Batman fights the Joker. He wants justice. Joker is obsessed with Batman. Harley is obsessed with Joker. The only way for Harley to get what she wants, get Batman out of the picture. We get Harley giving us another piece of her flashback for the first time at Arkham and she's being seduced by the Joker. Joker leaves her a rose on her desk at Arkham and she asks how it got there. Joker's taken with her because of her name, Harleen Quinzel. And also because she didn't rat him out when he put the rose in her office. They agreed to do some therapy. At the time, Harleen Quinzel is, is like, she's a new psychologist and she is, wants to make headlines. Like she has a friend there at Arkham Asylum who's like showing her around, not a friend, but like a coworker showing her around and is like, these are hardcore psychotics, you know, like they're, they're going to eat you alive. Like, why did you come here? And, and she's like, you know, it, it's glamorous to talk to these people. And she's like, oh, you're going to try to write a book. So like Harley wants access to these people. Like that's what she wants. And the Joker knows it. So she didn't rat him out. And they, they agreed to do some therapy. She's determined not to fall for his tricks. Studied everything. Everyone said he's an animal. She's like ready for anything. She gets in there. So she's like doing her due diligence. The Joker takes a breath and opens with, you know, my father used to beat me up pretty bad. And she's like, just knocked on her ass. Like just, she was not prepared for this. And he tells a story about an abusive drunk father. His father only laughed once at clowns at a circus that he took him to when he was seven laughed at a guy who dropped his pants and fell on his butt. So Joker, all of seven years old, uh, mimics the same thing at home, trying to get his dad to laugh. And his dad, instead of laughing, breaks his nose. And Joker says, that's the downside of comedy. 
you're always taking shots from guys who don't get the joke, like my old man or Batman. So he's like starting to plant the seed. Like not only is he is he working on on Harley being like sympathetic to him and being like, oh, none of this is my fault. Like I'm the circumstances that were that were thrust upon me. But he's also trying to like plant the seed of like, oh yeah, also fuck Batman. Like <laughs> It's all Batman's fault, damn it. Fuck Batman. Yeah, he can't let Batman go, even when he's like trying to work this other angle with Harley. Well, it it, it is it is very much the uh that uh you know they're they're in love with each other. Or or at yeah. the very least, like Joker's always been in love with Batman. You know, like ba- yep. Batman's just kind of yep. more like He's like, you're a psychopath, man. And like, I'd, I'd be happy if you were gone, you know? Yeah. And, but like, but Joker is just obsessed. And it is, it is funny, the love triangle uh, in, yeah. in this story, you know, is that Harley loves Joker, but Joker don't love Harley. Joker loves Batman. Batman just yeah. loves just justice. Wants to be left I guess. Alone. Yeah. Loves justice. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, know, you know, and like, uh, and, and I do, I do like, man, like just again, Bruce, Tim, like just, just even in the scenes of just of space of people talking, you know, of like yeah. how, like, like, I think, I think also like, you know, if we had a list of like comic books that you should read, if you want to make comic books and like, you want to learn how to, how to do them really well, then this would be one as well, because oh, like, man, every I, I think hits. Yeah. Well, because people have a lot of problems sometimes, especially sort of like outside of like a lot of um hell, even sometimes in like sort of indie comics where it's mostly just like talking, you know. Mm-hmm. They have a, a hard time of like what to do with characters in space. And so a lot of times it just ends up really static and like arms are like either sort of like down, but like everyone's kind of always posing in the same like direction and like you know, Bruce Tim does such a great job of like show of like not showing, but inferring motion, inferring a, you know, yeah. as like, like when Joker's about to get up, like as like, so like, you know, even though the word balloon is like the complete sentence, you, you, in, you can easily in, infer the him, him getting up to, to complete that you know and like yeah, my absolutely. yeah just every just at every single point like i got it like i i clocked that i'm like man what a good yeah, job that, the acting is so good when he's telling this story about like you know trying to win her sympathy he's talking about like the pratfalls that the clown took and stuff like harley's laughing along with the joker and bruce tim does such a great job of selling all the emotion that you're almost laughing along with you, like you forget for a minute this guy's like a fucking crazy person who wants to murder everyone he comes across like you you, you get pulled in by his charms and stuff just as much yeah. as Harley is yeah yeah it, it's, yeah it's monumental how good this comic is anyway anyway yeah <laughs> this is how the joker is seducing harley in between his deadly antics around gotham he's he's going into therapy it's like a kind of like a side hustle for him is like this other project he's got going so he's giving her something that she thinks she wants access and he presents himself as a lost injured child looking to make the world laugh and batman is the bad guy batman is the abuser and 
she confesses that she's falling in love with her patient. She's in love with her patient. And when she does this, you know, she's sitting at, at a chair. Joker's laying down on the couch for all these sessions. And it pulls, the camera pulls back and she's lying down on the couch and the Joker's running the session and the seating has reversed and it's Joker's the therapist. And it's like an absolute complete reversal of power. Like Joker's hold has has been like, you know, asserted on Harley by this point. Yeah. Yeah. It was also a good gag. It was a really good gag. Excellent gag. But it's a, it's also a gag that suits the narrative. Like, yeah, one of, yeah. Things, one of the things that struck me when I was reading this is like, there is no part of this that isn't functional, really. There's a couple of things like you don't really need Harley sleeping her way to the to the her grades, you know, that like Batman talks about in the Batcave. Like you don't really need that, but that's like only a page out of 64 pages. Yeah. Well, um, also, I. I, I can forgive that for like, cause I think they wanted to make the character at least initially like sort of dumb, you know? Yeah. And it would have been, yeah. it would have been harder to accept that like a really prestigious, you know, psychotherapy and, or at least, at least in terms of like a 64 page comic, you know, sure, like, sure, like sure. I'm sure, I'm sure if they had like a, a 12 issue like series, they'd probably would have like changed the origin a little bit, but you know, but, so, but yeah, yeah, that that was a, <laughs> The, the one little we have Harley completely enamored by the Joker and Joker gets out of Arkham he's gone for weeks Harley is a mess clearly very frayed she's reading the paper Joker's still out on the loose and then they get news Batman's bringing him in right Batman drags Joker back to Arkham after a knockdown drag out fight they're both a little bit bloody torn clothes jokers like woozy as as batman's dragging him in everyone was very roughed up harley goes to him goes not to batman to the joker of course goes to the joker holds him tears down her cheeks and hate in her eyes at bat like how could you do this to the joker and and batman's little his little shocked look of like she, yeah she's man she's super upset with me right now it's right, weird right. like sh the the emotions that bruce tim drew harley you can tell harley is entirely committed to the joker by this point and furious with batman because of it joker was playing her before but this was the moment where she snaps basically she hits a costume store we see her in the suit but it's mostly hidden in shadow as she kind of like infiltrates arkham asylum she throws uh, the clerk of the costume shop through the window. That's her like first act of violence. And then she ev she eventually gets to, uh, you know, she knocks out a few guards with like a rubber chicken, you know, like <laughs> really it, loved. It's, it's antics based. And uh, yeah, yeah. She gets to the Joker's cell. She puts a little bit of C4 on the glass, explodes it. And we haven't seen her in her suit yet. Like we've seen like little glimpses. And there's a huge explosion and then we get knock, knock, put in and it's her in all her glory, like pop gun, like comically sized pop gun in her hand, like ready to go. Huge splash of Harley Quinn. She's she is born into the world now. 
Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim got uh, got to draw a full page babe. He just he just yeah. wants to draw babes. It's all Bruce Tim wants. I, I bet that's what Bruce Tim is doing right now as we record. I bet he's drawing babes. <laughs> you know that he's got some some books of babes, right? Like he's he's has some sketchbooks that you can buy oh, that are just oh, yeah. that are just babes. <laughs> no, no, I know, no. He's he's just really him, and I I will always I'll, I'll always love a Bruce Tim babe. I'll always love a, a Adam Hughes uh, babe. Yep. Yeah. Will always be like, just you know, like there's there's a few artists where you're just like, yeah, I get it. All right. You know, <laughs> do do, so, do do that cheesecake pinup thing. That's like fucking awesome. So she pulls the Joker out of there. She's fighting everyone with gags the whole way out as the Joker is just like cracking up, like. He's dazed at first because he's like just got out of the fight with Batman. He's in a sling. He's like messed up. But like as he's realizing what's happening, he's just like laughing hysterically. And then we're back to the prison. We're out. We're out of all the flashbacks. Harley is in the alley, still dressed in lingerie. By the way, by the way, I always felt like when I watched the show, um, even as a as a kid, and like she gets kicked out into the alley while wearing lingerie. Like I felt exposed watching that as a child. Like I was like, Harley, put some pants on. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I think like it's it's like it's this thing that like. In in going back to like it being Looney Tunes, like, yeah, there's so much of the Looney Tunes humor that was made because of when they were made a lot of them were first made uh like just after the depression by people who grew up through the great depression and so like a lot of their humor i think when you watch those old cartoons are like way darker you know it's like the cartoon will start off with like a kid like starving and not having eaten for a couple of days and like getting into (laughs) some antics because they're trying to get some food and it's like yeah, man, this is the horrible world they grew up in, and that's why we're like, whoa, whoa, it seems uh, a little, little harsh, you know? And they're like, what? It's okay. I ate eventually. So Harley's in the alley. She's still dressed in lingerie. She's fantasizing about home life with the Joker. Like, Batman's head is stuffed and mounted on the wall. Two kids look like Harley and Joker trying to murder each other. Joker's like, it's, it's very like... 1950s housewife like she's baking in an apron he's like lounging on a recliner with a pipe you know that kind of thing yeah a little shock of gray of white hair and she decides she's gonna go after her dream she's gonna get batman out of the way she's she steals the joker's plan of a death of a hundred smiles holding it upside down as she gets an idea for it and then the bat signal is up gordon gets a gift from harley quinn to batman it's a videotape she claims that the Joker's gone too far this time. By the way, the bat signal and the videotape, not in the animated series cartoon. It's just like we're just watching the tape in the office with Batman and Gordon, um, which was a, a little bit disappointing because like she like wrapped the tape in Harley Quinn wrapping paper for the comic book. And there's like just Jason, there's just commitment to the bit. You know, like she didn't just send a VHS in. She like sent a Harley VHS tape in. Also, honorable mention, even though he doesn't really do much uh, 
but he's like there to uh, a Bruce Tim drawn Harvey Bullock, which oh, I yeah. just absolutely love. Uh, you know, Har- Harvey Bullock. I think everybody knows, like at this point, you know, even I know a cab, but whatever. Yeah. It's uh, Harvey's an exception because he's a fictional character, you know. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just love a, I just love a schlubby like, yeah. you know, uh, a yeah. crumb bum of a, of, he's, of a. He's just like a very fun character in the in the in the animated series for sure. And yeah, in the yeah. mainline continuity too. Like we've been reading a little bit of expanded Bullock stuff and I've been enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. You got I, I got I always got a lot of love for a person who knows who they are. They know who they know yeah. what they're about. They know that they're not really for everybody or most people. And they're like, well, I ain't gonna change though. So Harley Quinn on this tape, she claims that the Joker's gone too this too far this time, planning too much carnage, too much murder. And she like she wants out, and and in it she like is it's just like a shot, a headshot of her talking to the camera, and she starts like kind of peeling off her mask and her Harley Quinn like hood, and is like kind of emotional about it. She like really sells it, and Bruce Tim really sells it, in, in all of this, it just works so well. Like you you get you get hooked in just as much as like Batman would get hooked in. Oh yeah, like and yeah, and the, and the beautiful uh, the beautiful black and white uh, television too. That that great yep. sort of you know yep. again that like I know we I know we bring it up all the time, but I I I think who whoever came up with the design aesthetic being um the the past but not <laughs> yeah you know like they deserve a medal like because it just yeah. works it, so well it just it works, works so, so well. well yeah so. She's like, the Joker's planning too much carnage. Batman, please meet me at this dock so that I can give you all the information. I can help you catch him if you protect me, basically. And Batman meets her at the dock. She gives Batman a briefcase full of plans. And off panel, we hear someone yell, traitor! And it's the Joker on a little motorboat with a Tommy gun. And he's like, no one turns stooly on me and lives and just spraying and praying with the Tommy gun. Uh, so he's spraying the dock. Batman batarangs the Joker only to have him lose his head from the batarang. And he was a robot the whole time. Oh, that tricky robot. Just as he realizes it, that it was a robot. He gets jabbed in the neck with a syringe. Harley knocked him out. So Harley's Harley's finally getting what she wants. She's like, Yes, now I can dispose of the Batman. Batman comes to, he's chained up by his feet, hanging above the piranha tank. This is the same plan that Joker was like, we can't do this plan. Can't get the piranhas to smile. No Joker, just Harley, Batman, and the tank. Harley's chatting with Batman. I actually enjoyed some of our romps, but the time comes when a gal wants more out of life. Now this gal wants to settle down with her sweet, loving sweetheart. And Batman just starts laughing. And Harley is like, I don't like it when you're laughing. Yeah, this is weird. It's, yeah, giving me the creeps. It's a little, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I, when, when I did, when, when I read, when I was reading that and I, and I saw Batman laughing, I'm like, I, w- I wonder if it's that, like, those weird, like, 
oh, 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 you know, like so, someone just like some, you pictured like the rich people laugh. <laughs> well, yeah. Or someone who just doesn't know how, you know, they just yeah, have right, no, yeah. no idea yeah. how to like, they're uh, like, oh, that I know this is funny. Oh, how do, how do I get my body to, yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think uh, Bruce tra- trained how to laugh? at, at oh, some I think point Bruce, i think with enough preparation bruce can laugh at anything jason <laughs> batman says the joker doesn't love anything but himself and had her pegged as hired help the minute she walked into arkham oh and she's a hench that, can't, that oh. can't be true he told me things to which batman rattles off two or three other similar sounding origin stories that kind of line up with the one joker told to harley Harley's in a fragile state. She's like, well, whatever. I'm still going to kill Batman. Batman convinces her that no one will believe you if, if they don't see it for their own eyes, that the piranhas won't leave anything but scraps of a costume. And he's like, sure, you've got my belt because she has it on the table over there as Batman's hanging from above. And but he's like, that only goes so far. Like, no one's going to believe that you killed me. So Harley calls the Joker. This doesn't go great. We kind of get into our our like third act here. Like this is where everyone has kind of come together. Harley kind of has what she wants. The Joker is going to be irritated because it's always about him and Batman rather than Harley and Batman. And we're kind of going to escalate from here. Yeah. I I, I do love the um I, again just the 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 great the great comic uh and by comic, I mean in comedy, the great comedic sequence of Harley calling Joker, and she's nervous, obviously. Oh, yeah. But like when it when it shows that like the phone's ringing and he's still going through plans, like oh, in yeah. shadow. He's like, like, he's like uh, two two whatever. This one's dumb, and then he's like, this one's too Riddler, which yeah. is like pretty fantastic, especially considering that like. I'm pretty sure like teeth chattering gag that they used in the beginning from the dentist office. I feel like that's like a signature Riddler thing. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I just love the, uh, yeah, the, the whole sequence. And then the, like the next page, it's just a super detailed, like apoplectic Joker, like just so many lines. So red. Yeah. He, he go, yeah, he picks up the phone uh, and he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Harley. Yeah. Batman. And he's where? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> hangs up the phone and he's like, you've got, you've got who tied up where? Like freaking <laughs> out. Like, yeah. Veins bulging in the neck. Like <laughs> it goes from zero to a hundred so fast. <laughs> oh yeah yeah so we get a glimpse into jo- joker's massive ego as he's fuming and thinking about all the villains who would give him shit because harley quinn beat batman and not him as he's like <laughs> driving to the place where harley has him like chained up uh that part was missing from the cartoon uh I would have loved it in the cartoon. I get that it doesn't work as well in the cartoon. Yeah, like it works better in the comic. Really, yeah, it's not really necessary. You know, you can you can cut it you can cut it for time, but it it, it is a good um 
it's a it's a it's, good gag and it it reveals not only joker's massive ego but also like just like a little bit of like uh uh what's what's the word i just had it insecurity a little bit of misogyny a little bit of insecurity oh, well, yeah 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 like yeah. uh meanwhile harley's fantasizing about her wedding to the joker and their children the and all the murder they'll do as they grow old together it's like it's like her and joker very old on a bench like being like want to make out (laughs) yeah i i loved i loved all the all the mini joe all all, every the 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 harley fantasies were just hilarious and again it's just me imagining bruce tim just being like this is going to be so much fun to draw just this yeah the silliest shit like i get to draw the silliest shit because i don't get to draw too yeah. much stuff working on the show but i can put some real silly stuff in here yeah it's just me so, and the budget's a lot lower harley thinks oh the joker's really excited he's on his way over he can't he can't wait to get in the car and come here and be like we did such a good job but Joker's like, I can't wait to go over there and like set things straight. Basically, he's he's like reeling. So Joker busts in the door with a huge word balloon yelling for Harley. She goes to him and he backhands her out of the way, like physical violence. Like he's been kind of jerking her around this time, like like a push here and there, like a shove, a pull. But like this is the first time that we've seen like him be like truly violent with her and like yeah it's a bad they're in a bad relationship they're in a terrible oh yeah like yeah yeah it stops it stops being the looney tunes like pretty quick i almost wonder if like this episode needs a trigger warning because like these this dynamic that's happening is so fleshed out that like there were times where like i've We've watched Batman punch a lot of dudes in the head, Jason, over over the course of this podcast. I've never felt any kind of feeling about that. I'm just like, yeah, get at it, Batman. Like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, get, get, yeah, get at get out those 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 beautiful uh, henchmen. Get out those those beautiful goons. <laughs> you know, that's what those goons are for. But in this moment, when Joker backhanded Harley, like when I was when I was reading it, I just went. Like, oh, oh, like this felt different. It felt serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, I think I think the thing is, is that like, you know, you you so like, you know, you you so easily fall in love with the character of Harley Quinn. I mean, and obviously like, you know, yeah. her, her like popularity from the get go, like bears sure. that out. And, and I think one of the things is, is that like you just you like her so she's just she's just so likable she's like a like a scamp yeah. you know she's just like a little scamp and she's yeah. and all she wants to and she just wants to please someone and so like you you're always rooting for and her like, to like and like build know. a even though she's like so off track from like a normal life all she really wants is to like build a life and yeah. that's like a very easy to relate to thing and Seeing the Joker like backhander, I was just like, "Ooh, no, 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 no yeah, no. yeah." It didn't yeah that yeah that 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 part didn't feel good. Joker goes to Batman and is like, "Excuse me, it'll just be a minute." 
Harley doesn't understand. Doesn't he want to kill Batman? Of course the Joker does, but only if he does it. Harley explains that she solved the death of a a hundred smiles by hanging Batman upside down. And now the frowns of the piranhas will be upside down and look like smiles. Joker rips up the plan. It's not a joke if you have to explain it. His jokes are elegant in their simplicity. Harley starts getting afraid of the Joker at this point. She starts kind of backing away. There's, she's seeing his rage. And Joker says what he said before in the very beginning. You always take shots from the folks who don't get the joke. And so this kind of like solidifies this moment between like she, he was talking about her de- his dad who didn't get the joke, his fictional dad in his made up story. And now he's talking about how Harley doesn't get the joke. And it's like, Oh, truly the Joker only cares about himself. Like everyone is disposable to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Though, though I, though I do kind of agree that like, I mean, I I don't, I don't think you should do violence to someone, but like, yeah, if you really have to, if you have to explain a joke, then you know, yeah, it's kind of like comedy 101. Like he's, he's right. He's right about the joke, but it's also like, it's also like, I don't know, dude, you don't have to like do violence. I, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he ends up knocking her backwards right through a window. She falls from a pretty high up distance into some garbage in an alley. Um, in the comic, Montoya and Bullock get there just as she falls and kind of like uh, kind of pull her out. You know, it's insinuated that they pull her out, try to get her help. Uh, call an ambulance, that kind of stuff. Yeah, she messed up. In the animated series, Montoya, Bullock, and eventually Gordon shows up in the comic book um, all to this warehouse. They never show up. They're, they're absent from the, from the rest of the episode. So in the animated episode, they really ham up, like ham up is maybe the wrong term, but they really amp up the drama of like, she falls in like slow motion with like oh. glass glass around her. And then they show like how far she's falling. She hits the alley and it's like, she's got like a little bit of blood on her and it's like jarring because like I said, there was no blood on the show until then. So yeah. you're like, Oh, Oh, she's like, she's really messed up. Yeah. She, she might be actually dead. <laughs> yeah. They might yeah, have just exactly. showed a dead body on this cartoon show. <laughs> yeah. Joker pulls Batman down and starts apologizing for what Harley did. No style, no respect for proprietary. Tell you what, let's just pretend this whole thing never happened. Great. See you later. Joker starts whistling and then is, and then he's like, then again. And then he takes out his gun and goes to shoot Batman, which is such a great fucking callback to Harley being like when she was like frustrated with him when he was trying to plan. And she's like, why don't you just shoot him? And, and he's like, you can't just shoot him. And now he's like, wait a minute, we could just shoot him. And it's like, now that it's Joker's idea, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah we could do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, well, yeah, it's, it's the perfect like, you know, like asshole like thing, you know, of like, oh, right. that's dumb. And then like five minutes later, like just doing or saying like acting it's, like it's yours. It's It's very like. The woman in the meeting said said something. Everyone shot it down, and then a man repeats it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We got to get on that." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that that's happened to me before at di- at different jobs of like, hey, you should do X. Be like, yeah, no, I don't know. I think we're fine. Then a week later, be like, hey, you know, this person was telling me like, I should probably do X, and I think I'm gonna do it. I'm like, are you, are you joking? Are, are you joking right now? Like, uh, so Batman knocks the gun away. The bullet goes through the tank. Piranhas everywhere. Joker's getting bit by piranhas. Uh, Great Batman sequence. Gets him, Batman gets himself to uh, his utility belt, starts to unlock the chains. Joker tries to escape uh, to the roof. He finds Gordon in the staircase and goes to pull a gun on Gordon, but ends up pulling out a piranha instead. And then just <laughs> throws it at him and then like makes his way to the roof. That whole gag is absent because Gordon's absent from the episode, but it's a great gag in the comic. Yeah, just um, a really seriously mean Joker with uh, that, that, yeah. yeah, just not realizing it yet. That that moment yeah. where he doesn't realize it. That oh <laughs> crap! <laughs> uh, so Joker's escaping to the roof. Batman is in pursuit. Gordon's like he's up on the roof. Batman's running up there. Joker jumps to the next building, doesn't make it, but ends up falling to the train below. Ends up on top of the train and is like laughing because he's like made you look you know like it's it's another gag <laughs> batman inexplicably shows up behind him on the train like we're just i guess we're just supposed to assume that he ninjaed his way behind the joker as the joker was falling and joker didn't realize you know whatever it's fine yeah it's batman batman is saying that harley almost had him that uh Legs and arms were chained, blood rushing to his head, belt removed. He had no other way out than to call the Joker. Batman knew that his massive ego wouldn't let anyone else the honor of killing him. And then he's like, though, she came closer than than you ever did, Joker. And then he calls Joker Puddin. (laughs) That sends Joker into an absolute rage. Joker fights Batman before being uh, knocked into a smokestack that the train is going by. He is yelling, not again, as he's falling into the smokestack. I think this is a reference to, like, Joker's origin. But I'm yeah, not yeah, entirely yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was... Suppo- well, because didn't they do the sort of, like... Because, like, I, I don't know what it is now, but I know... It, I know like, he, like, fell in a vat of chemicals well, at some or, point. Well, or maybe. Or maybe. Because, like, it's, like, never, like... As far as I knew in the comic books, at least when I when I was reading them growing up, it was just this like possible like like even in the killing right. joke, it's like they show like, him, but then like he even in origin, it's like yeah, who knows it might be this, it might be this, like yeah, unreliable like, memories, you know, yeah, like yeah. even the Joker in the killing joke when he's telling the story is like he's pretty sure that it's that like the story he's telling is real. But he knows something bad happened, but he also doesn't know if he completely made it up because at this point he's not sure how even how far gone he is. Right. You know, right. but but so but but yeah, in terms of you know, yeah. We get not a, not being a again continuity nerd. In the comic, we get not again, but in the yeah. animated show, he just screams before he falls into the smokestack. <laughs> so we're at the end of the book. We're back at Arkham. Harley is bruised but patched up. She's in a wheelchair. We hear on the television that Joker's body was never found, but he's assumed dead. Harley is firm in her decision. 
no more obsession, no more craziness, no more joke. She sees him for what he really is. She'll serve her time and she'll get out of this life. Her psychologist, like friend, coworker person in the comic is chatting with her while she's in the cell saying that she was once so strong. And how, how did it feel to be so dependent on a man that you'd give up everything for him? Uh, getting nothing in return. And Harley says, it felt like, and just as she was about to respond, she sees a rose on her table with feel better soon dash J. And Harley says, it felt like a kiss. And that's how it oh. ends. Oh. In the animated series, she uh, did not have the coworker person. That person was like eliminated from the show. So, it's basically a monologue. It doesn't exactly play out the same kind of like dialogue at the end there, but it's the same sentiment. Like she doesn't say it felt like a kiss, but she's, she says something like it feels like I'm in love or something like that. You know, like it's, it's same sentiment. So minor differences, but uh, yeah, man, that was mad love. Jason, if I ever get to be a part of a comic, that's half as good as mad love. Uh, I would consider that a success. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. I th- yeah, I think it's one of those things where like even the people making it, like even if they think it's going to be good, even if they're like, yeah, man, this, this is going to be really good. I think it's one of those things where hopefully like they look back on it going, oh, shit, and realize it was going to be that good. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when we recommend stuff on the show or we like cover it in the podcast and we talk about it, in full basically like here's the story i get worried that like people might not look it up on their own kind of thing Mm. be like oh well i heard the recap you know like like you know with podcasts like um how did this get made or something like that where you like you listen to them talk about black adam and they like recap the whole thing and it's like i don't i don't really need to see black adam it's fine uh i hope i hope that this podcast has not convinced you to be like, ah, I listen to the podcast. I don't have to read Mad Love. Like Mad Love is such a beautiful single issue comic that like I really feel like it should be in every comic book collection ever. I think this is oh, yeah. like standard standard. You're getting into comics. What should you read? Check out Mad Love. Yeah, I think I think this would be in the um you know, in one of my favorite comic books ever, Hicksville, where like the, yeah. the fictional town of Hicksville has like this like massive uh, comic book library that you can literally check books out of. And like they have a lot of books that were like never printed or never even meant to be printed, you know, but they're there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. but I think like this book would deserve to be there. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it should. It should be in the Hicksville library like you you know they have a bunch of this at the um uh, uh center for cartoon studies library yeah. in in yeah. in vermont up there you know like they they have to they hell they probably they probably have pages of this book i'm sure they teach this book in, yeah. in classes it works know. so well like i was saying earlier in the pod like everything in the end references everything in the beginning you know every character's motivation and you know, like, you're so, like, sympathetic with Harley through the whole thing. Like, even though she's a villain, 
she comes yeah. across as like a very lovable, redeemable character. It's just Jason. It's just so fucking good. It's, well, and it's so it's so it's so tight. It's so so tight. Yeah, you man. Know? It, it's yeah. like it's like when you it's like watching like um like the last time I saw one of my favorite bands, and I know you like them a lot too, but uh, Cursive. You know, yeah. Like I'm like holy shit they're so tight they're so like you know of course it but it's like it's just it's amazing to see the this the collaboration and then like everything just like you know just just sealed up it's it's a performance you know and it's yeah it's yeah such a it's such a hard thing to perform at that at that level for that long you know it's like yeah for any for anybody who's played music with with uh, tried to play music with other human beings like it's honestly pretty difficult to like play the right thing at the same time and continuously. And that's sort of what, what this book is. It's every note at the same time throughout. There's not, they don't, they don't miss it. There's no, no one's off key. It's just, there's no weak link. All the coloring is really great. All the lettering is really great. Like it is just a, incredibly tight comic like you were saying i was actually just listening to another pod uh get played and they were talking about the music of zelda and they had a musician on and the way that the musician was talking about music in in a very knowledgeable way i was like oh man i hope that we can bring just like a piece of this into the pod (laughs) when we talk about mad love because mad love deserves it it's just I, I struggle with ending the pod because I'm like, no, 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 no. I haven't done it justice yet. Like, let me tell you more about it. You know, like, let me let me expound upon like Bruce Tim's facial expressions and that he's drawing and like things like that. Like, I I want desperately to be like, if you take anything away from any pod that we do, if you buy any book, like buy Mad Love first and then buy whatever other book you wanted to get. Yeah, well, well, I mean, Mad, Mad Love is like, you know, I think Mad Love's like the free throw. You know what I mean? It's it's the easy yeah. shot. Like that's like the easiest. Like for sure. You know, like for sure. Like, I, like they like I they like made I, Harley. Like these these people, Glenn Murakami, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, they made Harley. Like they know what she's about and they know what she's capable of. You know, as far as like a character and a story. So it is a layup yeah. for them for sure. Yeah, but like when I when I'm trying to recommend like you know like. Yeah, uh, new school or whatever you know, a weirdo, uh, you know, Anders <laughs> Nielsen uh, drawn in quarterly or you know, freaking photocopied like zine that I that I love. Like I'm really trying to convince someone else to like, no, 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 you really should. Like I'm trying to sell just them. Take on a it. chance. So, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just like kind of I'm so casual with with mad i'm like yeah yeah read it like i don't i don't need to sell it 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 sells itself like mad love is (laughs) mad love is a is a ferrari you know it's like how how hard do you really think it is to be a ferrari salesman it's like no (laughs) someone walking into a ferrari dealership already made up their mind and has the money like right yeah that's what i think it is it's just like yeah man it's 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 a luxury car like it's I, i don't i don't have to try like it's Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, like, come on. What yeah. Yeah. Man. Just, just book is just good. Meet. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. You know, uh, here, here's a little selling point for it. Buy Mad Love, yeah. read Mad Love, but then keep it on hand for 
uh, a little treat the next time you try to read something uh, difficult. You know, the next time you try to really stretch and read, like whether it's a prose yep. book, whether it's like a comic that like is kind of dense and like you're just having a hard time getting through it, like get through it and then just be like, I'm going to dip my toe into some mad love after this. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I, that's I think ex- excellent note to, to go out on because the book reads for as long as we've been talking about it, it reads so fast and so well because yeah. like a lot of the nuance that we were explaining is conveyed in just facial expressions, acting, good storytelling. You know, I've read it a lot of times and I, I can't count how many times I've read Mad Love and seen the animated show. And there was stuff in here that I was like, oh, shit, I forgot that they tie that in. Oh, oh, wow. Huh. They're going to reference this from earlier. I'm like, oh, OK. All right. Like, it's just, I, man. Yeah. Oh, I just love this book. Love comics. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love comics, man. I think that's a great yeah. that's a great way to end the show. We love comics. Jason, where can people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me. Uh Mostly on the Twitters, you know, even though I'm vaguely there, but mostly uh, on uh, at uh, King of Black Acid. That's mm-hmm. my personal Twitter <clears throat> Twitter handle, and at World's Second Finest. That's World's Second with the number two in there. Try to keep things updated and keep everyone appraised of our two reads and our Batman's and my ongoing uh, quest to never uh, miss a song parody that has to have something tangentially do to do with the issue. Yeah, yeah. You're on a street. Keeping it, keeping it going. I'm keeping it going. Not going to be. You can beat. find me at linktree.com/slash nickphil. That has all the links to wherever I am. Uh, I'm always uh, putting content up on YouTube with uh, games and uh, this podcast. The, the two read pile is up there with a bunch of art. We're gonna put a. I'm gonna put a bunch of art from Mad Love in here so you can see what you you'd be getting if you picked it up. You should just pick it up. You should just don't. Yeah, I, uh, just pick it up. Uh, yeah. it's bad. It's bad. So also I'm in Discord. As long as I'm in the chair working, I'm in Discord. So uh, you can hop in and talk comics with me there. Or if you are an aspiring creator, you have questions about the industry. I'm always available. So yeah, uh, check out all the links at linktree.com slash Nick Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Give me one second. <coughs> Man, talking a lot. You're gonna have to get some uh, some echinacea, some honey. Hey, I gotta get a, I gotta get a sweet tea. Yeah. Uh Or or, or milk. Milk will probably be good for for talking, right? Some some <laughs> heavy some heavy cream. Can I just drink some heavy cream? Jason told me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just the, the flemmiest vocals ever. Yeah, so when are we going to start doing live shows where we're up there drinking milk like it's a clockwork orange? Oh my God. Just a, a bucket next to us for when we puke from too much milk. Good God. <laughs>
be a hell of a live show, Jason. Hell of a live <laughs> show. It'd be great. <laughs>